Hello everyone, this is Randy Nunez from Between the Chalk Lines, your host today for the weekly wrap-up. And we're going to start off on Sunday. Only a little bit happened when signing. The Mariners reached out to Mitch Garver's uh, camp and they agreed to a two-year, $24 million deal that is pending a physical. So um, I don't know if that's been announced yet or not. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, he's a pretty healthy catcher and uh, a pretty good catcher for, to, to put behind um, anyone or put in front of anyone. And Monday, Monday was Christmas, so there were no signings uh, that are of note. Maybe some minor league deals, but nothing major. On Tuesday, the Blue Jays and Kevin Kiermaier, their longtime center fielder, came to an agreement on a one-year, $10.5 million deal. So he'll be returning back to Toronto. Um, Martin Maldonado will be going to the sixth team that he's had in his career, uh, the White Sox, on a one-year, $4 million deal, which is what he's sort of used to. He's used to that $4 million, $3.5 million a year deal. Kind of uh, just he uh, will also have a vesting option on that deal that's worth another four million dollars for 2025 based on um, I'm assuming performance so we'll see how he does hope that he does well and hope that that option vests for 2025 he'll be 39 by the time that uh, year comes around so we'll see how he's doing then uh, he's played for the Royals, Cubs, the Astros, the Angels, the Astros again, and then he played for them for uh, a little bit of 2020, and then uh, from 2021 to 2023, um, and then he became a free agent and is now a White Sox catcher. He's probably going to be helping out that uh, battery uh, as far as leadership goes for the um, pitchers. He brings, a lot, obviously, a lot of veteran experience and championship experience. Um, that was it for all Tuesday. Um, the only other note that I can add is from between 2021 and 23, Valdonado played in over 100 games. So he is a very durable catcher uh, to add. Moving on to Wednesday, the Blue Jays made another move in signing Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, IKF. Uh, very loved uh, slash ass um, Yankees uh, legend uh, to a very surprisingly high two-year $15 million deal so he's projected to be on their bench starting 2024 opening day uh so a seven and a half million dollars a year for a utility guy is a lot of money but he can play second third and outfield so you can't downplay what utility guys bring to the table you know it's it's a very important position and on top of the $15 million guaranteed, there are another $1 million worth of incentives 
attached to his uh, contract. Um, but I mean, looking at the projected lineup and um, guys that they have, the left side of the infield is is good. It looks good for the Blue Jays. In outfield, obviously, you have uh, Kiermaier, like I just said, and a few other guys playing in the left and right field. Um, so I don't know if ICAF is really what they needed or if just what they wanted to do. They wanted to make a move here or they were just lacking in depth. I mean, every team can really, really honestly use depth. It's a very important thing that teams have. Um, on Thursday, the White Sox added another veteran piece in 33-year-old relief pitcher Tim Hill. Um, it was just a one-year, $1.8 million deal. Not flashy, not big. Uh, you, know, you probably don't know who Tim Hill is. If you do, drop in the comment in the YouTube video uh, or leave it in the review on any of the streaming uh, services that you're listening to this on. Um, the Reds re-signed relief pitcher Buck Farmer, who used to be a Detroit Tigers pitcher, actually. Um, he's a product from Detroit to a one-year $2.25 million deal, so two and a quarter, guaranteed with incentives that brings it up to $2.6 million. Um, I don't know why they chose that number. They could have just picked two and a half but 2.6 is a little bit more so that's nice uh hopefully buck farmer can do something for the reds and their bullpen um and then sad news on thursday um on a couple of fronts obviously uh first off 32 year old shortstop and and simmons braves Angels, Twins, and Cubs uh, legend. I'll always remember him as an angel because I saw him play there for five years. Um, and I saw him leave in 2020. And it was very odd how he left. Um, but I won't get into that. Uh, he has decided to retire from baseball. But there will be more on that later. Because I do have some info on that. Um, he won four gold gloves, two back-to-back in 26, or sorry, 2017 and 2018 with Angels. Um, he won two with the Braves. If you look up highlight reels for shortstops, you're probably going to find Simmons in there. Um, I know he was part of the Team Netherlands for the WBC. The last, not this 2023, but in 2018, I believe, he was part of the Team Netherlands. So, he he was all over the place. I mean, he was a great shortstop. Didn't have a lot of power, but most shortstops don't. Uh, more, most second basemen don't. You're looking at your third base and your first baseman to hit those home runs. Um, so he was, I think he was a uh, platinum glove level guy, honestly. He would be in that, that kind of tier as far as defense. 
and it was always always a great um you know time to see him play shortstop and uh the way he left the angels in 2020 was a little bit sad uh he had some personal and mental issues that he had to um take take care of uh take care of honestly he was not feeling like he was in the right mindset to play baseball so he kind of just honestly left the team he just walked off and it was very very odd um but that's my lasting impression obviously is of him always turning that double play or that spinning throw from deep deep short in shallow left field uh he was that kind of a guy who could pull off that kind of play so look him up and Drelton Simmons, 32 years old. He was actually he's younger than me. Um, very surprising move. I think that I want to say he was just drafted by Baseball United in South Asia in Middle East. Um, that league that's starting up in 2024. He was drafted like number six overall. Um, so I have to see and find out if that's going to impact what they're doing with him. He was picked by the Wolves, I believe. Um, I know he did a, bu- a bunch of press. He did the photos. He did all that. Uh, he went to Dubai to do all, a bunch of, um, I think he did the All-Star game that they had, the All-Star showcase over two days after the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So... It's going to be interesting to find out if he's still playing in that league or just not playing at all. Uh, But we'll find out soon. And also on Thursday, 22-year-old Wander Franco, if you've been following the news with him, obviously he's been on administrative leave. Um, LB put him on there. So the... Authorities in Dominican Republic raided or at least uh, checked on two of his homes in the DR and were looking for him uh, in accordance with the investigation that they're having of him with relations uh, with minors, to put it lightly. Uh, So... MLB is still doing an investigation on that as well. His attorneys were told, and he apparently he was supposed to be told that he was summoned for to, to uh, yesterday Thursday um, to show up at court, and he didn't. His attorney said, "Hey, he fired us, so there was no way that we could contact him." It's kind of a flimsy excuse on their part. And I don't know if he's telling them to to say that to the press, but all we know is that Wanda Franco, who had the largest extension ever given out by Tampa Bay, is now basically on the run. That 22 years old, uh, mind you. I think he was given 11 years on the extension. And... Now, it's kind of bitten Tampa Bay in the butt. But it's not their fault, obviously, for what 
um, wandered in or is accused of doing. I'll just say that he's innocent until, you know, found guilty, um, obviously. But moving on to Friday, breaking news. Boston Red Sox and right-handed pitcher Lucas Giolito have agreed to a two-year, $32.5 million deal that has a player opt-out after next season. So he can opt-out after 2025. Or, sorry, 2024. Um, But... That Red Sox rotation is really underwhelming. I just looked at it. It's Chris Sale, then Giolito, then there's uh, Brian Bello, and Tanner Houck, and someone else that I'm missing right now. Off the top of my head, I can't think of the name. But just those four names in the last two years, I mean, aren't, Shouting out All Star or you know World Series team rotation. Um, Chris Sale used to be, Giolito used to be, um, but the other three in the rotation are just not that extremely um, exciting. So I hope that maybe there's a trade, um, maybe there's a move from the the bullpen to the rotation. And then other news to wrap up the week is left-handed pitcher Shota Imanaga from Japan. His window to sign with the team is getting really close. He has only until January 11th of 2024 to sign for the team and make it official. A lot of people thought he was going to get under $100 million, but then we got uh, news that Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who's just you know above, um, obviously, well, I should say hasn't shoulders above Imanaga, but Imanaga is nothing to sneeze at. He's still a good pitcher, and and he's a lefty, so lefties are always coveted more than righties. He's probably gonna get something over a hundred million dollars, and he's gonna get it in the next week. I would have to guess. Um, Scott Boris's clients are taking as long as they want, as usual. So Blake Snow and Jordan Montgomery, free agents, will take their time to sign and will find the highest-paying team, probably. Not the team that they want to go to, but the highest-paying. Um, I know that Red Sox were attached to Montgomery. Obviously, they just signed Giolito, so they're probably out of the race. For Jordan Montgomery, Angels are looking at Montgomery and Snell, uh, so they're a possibility. And other teams always, always need uh, pitching. The Rangers, they just um, probably want to get back Montgomery, but not at a ridiculous price. Closer shot Josh Hader, who's also represented by CAA. Uh, the same representation of Shohei Otani, who got the $700 million deal from the Dodgers, is reportedly looking for something bigger than the Mets' uh, deal with Edwin Diaz, five years, $102 million. So he's probably looking for five years, $105 million. 
Um, and I think that he is worthy of getting that deal. I know something over $102 million. It's just a matter of who, like who right now needs a closer worth a hundred plus million dollars is the question. Um, obviously the Mets don't need him. Do the Yankees need him? Do the Dodgers need him? I know the Dodgers aren't going to be done signing this offseason. They're probably going to sign more bats than pitchers if they sign anyone, but they're not done. Um, and I wanted to say thank you for everyone who's been listening and watching on YouTube or on Spotify or on Amazon or on Apple Podcasts. You guys drive me to record and edit these uh, podcasts and podcast videos every week. Um, so I just want to ask everyone a few questions before I give this card away um, that I started to give the giveaway last week, if you saw it. Um, do you want short-form stuff? breaking news right now as it's happening stuff because I post most everything as it happens on Twitter slash X um, if you're following at BT Chuck Lion um, I'm there so at BT Chuck Lions follow me uh, or at Randy Nunez 3 there also um I also have to ask, do you want less news and more, like, um, trivia? You want, um, yeah, I guess trivia, news, on as far as numbers, because I've been thinking of a show called Numbers with Nunez. Give me feedback on that, if that's a cheesy name or not. <laughs> um... And then, of course, if I keep the podcast format, do you want it 40 minutes plus, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, um, or shorter than that? Uh, I can always change things for you if, if, if it means more listens, and it means you're going to share this with your friends, your family, uh, your other baseball nuts uh, that you know. Uh, so... Just let me know in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, TikTok. I'm everywhere between the chalk lines. If you look it up, you'll find me. So let me know what you're thinking and what you want. Cause I'll ch I'll change it up. I'll do what you want. And if, if it's what you want, I'll do it. I mean, it's, it's all about the people. I'm just here reporting the news. Uh, so, getting back to the card. Last week, I did a preview of the new LLB initiative, Spring Breakout. Um, my friend, Stephanie Shemplewski, who worked for NBC Chicago, uh, covered baseball and other sports. She's currently covering NWA, or WNBA. 
and um, we talked about the, the Chicago Cubs and White Sox matchup that's happening. So I wanted to give away a Norhe Vera Lava Refractor first Bowman Chrome card. And you had a guess close to number two, 399 as out of. And I had an Eric Ashenfelter from Facebook guess number 281. This card is numbered 289. I doubt you can see that. Um, but yeah, this is number 289 out of 399. And Eric Ashenfelter guessed 281. So you were only a couple off of it. Uh, I will message you on Facebook and hopefully you respond and I can have this sent out to you by next week. And that is it for Between the Chalk Lines weekly wrap up. This is the last episode for 2023. I will be changing things up in 2024. And just so you know, I will not be posting of any videos or podcasts, at least any podcasts. For the first two weeks of January, I won't be available. So I can't film and I can't record um, any podcasts those first two weeks. Unless I do it on the road. So who knows? If I do it on the road, it will only be audio and it will only be on um, podcasts like Spot, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. And that is it. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. It's been a great 2023. I hope you had a great Christmas. And I hope you have a great New Year's Eve and New Year going into 2024. Hope you accomplish all your goals. And I hope I do for myself as well. Bye.